0: could you the side
1: Salutation shades, and welcome back to your one-stop shop for all things strange and unusual talking with shadows. The conversation everyone has, but no one wants to admit to. Here with your host, Vic Whaley.
2: And Marcus D. And our guest tonight, joining us in the studio via Zoom, we are joined by two-thirds of the Nightclub podcast. A podcast dedicated to the dark. First up out of these cosmic Cajuns, we have the gummy Mouth Dirt Castle King, herbal enchanter extraordinaire, editor-in-chief. Travis Maxwell Boone. <laughs> Lastly, but not leastly, a word he might use, we're also joined by the false cult Boyka Boy, a poet and bard of our times, Mr. Natterdays himself, Ricky Prejean.
0: Hi, hi. <laughs> oh, oh my God,
1: guys. I was not privy to the introduction <laughs> part. So this is the first <laughs> time I've heard it. Yes. And that was awesome. Yes. <laughs>
3: I, I wrote it because I wanted to hear Marcus say it because I yeah. think Marcus has has a, a really cool podcast voice. You do as well, Vic. But <laughs> I'm like you. he's got he's got the deep <laughs> the deep sort of velvety tone, and to the, the, the exchanges or well the the comments made about us there are exchanges we've made about each other on our show. So I also wrote it for Ricky to hear because I knew he would get a kick out yes. of it.
0: But no, that was so <laughs> yes. freaking cool. I, I, I love it thank you Travis for writing
2: that man. I appreciate it And thank you Ricky man. thank you for joining us.
0: Glad to be here i'm a I'm a candalorian uh in inside and out. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, thank bro. you.
2: We appreciate that. Uh, we, we thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast. I love yes, absolutely. Vic was right. You guys wrote the best intro that I have that we've probably had. Yeah, really most cool. pe- most people typically they either want me to do it or I'm just reading generally their bio or whatever. So Travis, you 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 did, man. You you wrote a very uh, you know awesome intro.
3: Oh, uh, I didn't want to go uh, too grandiose and.
2: No, I was very humble.
3: <laughs> it, it was
2: it was very humble, man. I appreciate that.
3: You see, everyone um, asks
1: Marcus to do the intros because if they ask me, I just won't do it.
2: No, I love. No, I, I love to, Well, the reason why I, I love doing the intros is because when I do stand comedy, man, I love to host. And when you're the host, you you do people's intros and you bring them in the way that that they want. So yeah, I always appreciate that. Uh, if you guys have never heard, uh, if you guys uh, didn't know, we actually got to be guests on mm-hmm. the Nightclub podcast. And it was such a great time uh, where we got to talk about, uh, we talked about a whole bunch of stuff when we did that. We, we talked,
1: talked about Coraline. We talked about shadow people. We talked
2: about uh, clowns. We talked about fan clown phenomenon and yeah. killer clowns. We yes. got to get
1: a little further into the Harlequin, which you, yes. a lot of you guys are fans of that stuff.
0: Yeah. Oh, so yeah. yeah. yeah Everything. Second Amendment rights were uh, expressed. That's true.
2: That's true. I have often said I am very shocked and surprised that more people uh, do not uh, end their cryptid story with that. and then I pulled out my gun like straight up just, just R. Kelly.
3: Yeah, R- Ricky was uh, w- was flashing his guns on the show and yeah th- that episode is episode 40 mm. Gumball Medusa. It might be hard to find some of the guests we have on our show because I tend to title my episodes based on something After goofy stuff yeah either goofy or 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 something said in the episode um yeah it the, the titles go between goofy and sometimes i think pretty cool
2: and and what i like about what i like what we liked what, I, what we really liked coming on your podcast was two was two things that i noticed one is you guys do a very good job of setting up a theme because if you listen to the episode oh, man yeah. there's like carol there's Coraline lyrics in the beginning there's really eerie musics you guys set up this really cool theme. Like if you've never seen um if you've ever seen like, the Cullian frequency. Oh, I like, love the like, F- Yeah, yeah, from from Netflix. And if you haven't seen that, you should absolutely check that out. That's the feel that I get. You guys set up this vibe. It's so cool. I'm
0: gonna have to check it out. I've never seen it. Okay, can I tell them yeah. the thing
1: now? Tell them the thing. The thing that You know, when you were on their show.
2: Oh, yeah, you can go ahead and spill the
3: beans.
0: Okay. Oh, I think I already know. You 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 might have. We
3: both, both, yeah, and it was amazing. I I died in my truck and I I laughed. Okay.
1: For, For you guys out there, if you haven't already heard this, the whole time. Marcus was bluffing his way through, acting like he had read the book Coraline, <laughs> but was actually just looking down I, at a synopsis of the book the whole time. He's just, like, playing the whole thing off. And the whole time, I'm like, you didn't read that book. I know you didn't read that book.
2: I never... <laughs> you listen to their episode, I never once say That's true. that I read the book. <laughs> I just said
3: that I was referencing stuff from it. So, yes, I was... Re- Otherwise this would be a different matter and the next time you visit castle moon skull or the cabin you'll be lynched uh yes. no oh, crap. it's okay no, lynch, like, lynched with hugs we'll just yes. hug you, lynched tell you. With, i think that, that's that, actually that
2: so i think that's how most lynchings are is they're like deadly hugs like that's like the deadliest of hugs okay let's us. get some okay. beer I well you're right I'm man so it. it's name. weird man we got super dark super fat let's do <laughs> alcohol i today guys i am drinking a stella Artois. Did I say that artois. right? Stella, yeah, that is very not right. Artois. Stella Stella There's an S. It's actually Artois.
0: There's an it's S artois. at the end of it. Before I've always eyes heard it he called Stella artois. Twa. Huh? wait, What'd you say, Ricky? It's actually Artois, right? Isn't the O before the I? Artois.
2: <laughs> Are we I don't know
0: God this is just we are absolutely <laughs>
2: just showing our Midwestern. i very
0: much sure like, Artois. Yeah. I, I bought it for a
1: friend who I know likes it, yeah and that's how he always says yes. it. Yes, Stella Artois. Yes,
2: that's <laughs> yes. Like oh
1: God, that it's used like,
3: to be my drink of choice whenever I would visit um supper a restaurant in New York City. Uh, I used ooh. to work work in New York City and. That, that that beer would be on tap for me all night. And at the end of the night, Wade St. Germain, best bartender of all time. He's a Canadian fella, and now he owns his own place called Cabaret Franks in upstate New York. Um, he would always say, Travis, that'll be $6. And I could have drank 15 of those things. Oh, so shout nice. out to Wade St. Germain and Stella Artois in New York City. Cause... Yeah, I need uh... the, bo- the bottle opener back. Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> I'm
1: drinking uh, Scorpio Pina which is a beer someone left at my house. If I remember right, it's like a sour pineapple. Yeah, we we didn't run out to get beers. We just went with whatever I still had in my fridge from a big party a few weeks ago.
3: Oh, nice. I don't know what what that kind of beer
0: tastes like. That's what I did too, but uh, yeah.
1: Okay, okay, I'm starting to remember this. This Have you ever had a sour beer before?
3: You. I don't think so.
1: Okay, think about a... Beer that's kind of fruity, and then someone put like eight or nine warheads in it and let them totally melt. Um, oh my god! Nice. Actually, a better taste. Great.
2: You know that weird aftertaste you get after you vomit? That's Ooh. the flavor of that most is sour not, beers. Okay, he
1: hates sour beers. <laughs> I made him drink that's the
2: real flavor. I made a sour him drink beer. several
1: Ooh. on the show for our fans. He hates them. They're
2: I love just, them. They're disgusting. Although the Stella Artois uh, <laughs> d- tastes. This is like the lightest beer. This is like the lightest. This tastes like seltzer water.
1: Okay, Shades, if you know how to say it, just post it below. Spell it out phonetically. Spell it
2: out phonetically. phonetically for uh, us Hoosiers here in Indiana and our neighbors uh, to the left from Illinois. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Illinois.
3: So. Uh, tonight, yeah, boom. Tonight I am drinking um, Future Hop IPA. It's a New Belgium beer. Uh, oh, that's nice. New, Bel- New Belgium It's a red style. can i know i can't turn my light back on uh yeah it's got this cool trip hop dude on the cover uh, or on the can rather and i usually drink this is made by the same people that make um voodoo ranger ipa which i love That's i know why that i remember it well. because we've got i know voodoo that ranger one for episodes before mm-hmm. yeah voodoo ranger is nice Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And and so tonight I'm, I'm trying this one. I would say it's on the same level. It's really good IPA. I've got no issues and it's 8% by volume. So let me go ahead and crack that for you. Give it a, give it a swirl. This tastes like alcoholic water when would I'm you, drinking. I just,
1: just drink your beer.
3: <laughs> this, you, I don't hey, know if I'd have, call this beer. You heard me say I would drink like 15 of those in a night, right?
2: I just... It's it is, its like light, light beer. This chair I'm also sitting in is slowly breaking, by the way. Um, all right. So, uh, Travis, are
0: you... collapsed onto the floor.
2: So, uh, Rick, are you drinking anything tonight, or what are you drinking?
0: Well, I'm drinking my tried and true. I've got... Natural light. Natter days. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yes. Yeah, man. That's, that's strawberry
3: lemon. Uh... It's my go-to, man. It's uh. He is Mr. Natterdays, after all. Uh, I'm Mr.
0: Natterdays, after all. That's right. I'm, I'm only aware of this as of today, but I'm Mr. Natterdays. I, I like Thanks, Strawberry Jerick. Lemon. Shout out. <laughs> Jarek put me on this. That's, Thank you, bud. What Vic said?
1: Oh, I I said I like something that's Strawberry Lemon. I might give that a shot.
2: Uh, Vic is oh, what dude. you... Yeah, Vic is yeah, absolutely a... Uh, Vic is a connoisseur... Uh, of alcohol, actually, of most alcohol, oh. uh, which is a nice way of saying an alcoholic. But I'm not an alcoholic. <laughs> I
1: do like my beers and ciders. And I usually have one in the evening or a bottle of wine or something. I would like
2: to point out that you are the only one that recognized all four alcoholic drinks that we were drinking tonight.
0: Shut up. <laughs> so
2: I like to point that out. So, um, thank you guys Shout so much. Thank yeah, thank you guys so much for coming on today and and for inviting us into your podcast. <laughs> and we absolutely wanted to to, to bring you guys on because it was so much fun talking about like really dark stuff and the paranormal. And that's the best part about your podcast. And you guys are into just that really dark thematic stuff. So if people are interested in that. That's why they should go to your podcast. What, how did the nightclub podcast start? Like, how did you guys decide to
3: start a podcast?
0: That guy. Which oh. guy? Oh, me. That, that uh, guy in the car right there. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> um,
3: yeah. For, for the listeners, I'm recording outside of a hotel in, round rock texas which is 30 because he's a stalker north of austin and i'm following joe bob briggs around um (laughs) so so to, to 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 tie that in um when i was young i mean i got into horror films right when i was very young and joe bob briggs being the host of monster vision on tnt was the guy that got me into horror movies years later i get into kevin smith who married my wife and I got a shout him out for that. Um, and he had a he's got a podcast. His friends have a podcast as well. Walt, Bry, and Q, who most people know from impractical jokers.
1: Oh, yeah, I know girl. what you're talking about. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, and Walt and Bry were from Comic Book Man, but they all got their, they all started the podcast before they got their TV shows. So they've been in this, you know, from before they were quote unquote famous. They're a big inspiration because I'm like, this is amazing. This is a podcast can be dark and funny. They just didn't talk about all the things that I would maybe want to hear about. So eventually I started a podcast um, that fell through. And I'm like, I need to rebuild because I love doing this. I love editing. I edit the shows. Um, It's so much fun. And I wanted to re-imagine the podcast as something that was horror centric or dark we, we we really focus on horror movies because we just we love it but we are also uh prone to going into conspiracy theories or paranormal i guess if it's tied to the movie that we're going to cover or something in the horror realm it usually flows better that way on our show but we're a hodgepodge it's it's and we've included now sword and uh sorcery into the mix always so a fun fun include oh it, it, we we have a blast doing the show so you'll find like movie reviews and like I said different topics but that that was the origin of it and I'm like who better than Ricky to to come on this journey with me because I wanted at the onset I was getting into black metal and death metal like really hardcore at the age of 30.
0: I like <laughs> some bands
3: before in those genres but I'm like, I'm really digging this stuff right now. It's hitting at this point in my life. So, Ricky's always been the metal guy. And I'm like, the podcast is going to be horror and metal, which go hand in hand to me. It's evolved. Everything evolves. Uh, actually, originally, the podcast was going to be like you were driving down some dark country road and the AM station happened to pick up the show. That was right, going to be like sort some of... Pirate.
1: The- yeah, yeah. that's pretty cool.
3: Yeah, I think when
2: you turn 30, most of us get this impulse to like just start a podcast and then we tell our parent. we tell our parents, we're like, yeah, we start a podcast They're like, well, maybe you should stick with something stable, like, you know, selling drugs.
3: <laughs> <or something. laughs> kind of. Well, we try to like sell that. the drugs. Um, oh. and, and it's the, it's the creepy drugs and the fun drugs right. on, Absolutely. on the nightclub. How long, I mean, how, how long have you guys been? Uh,
2: how long have you guys been recording your podcast? How long has that been going on?
3: It started September 13th, 2019. That was a Friday, the 13th. The inaugural episode. Nice. Good choice.
2: Nice. Under See, full, again, it's just that theme. Mood. It's just that theme that you guys always run. That's what I That's what I really, really like about the nightclub podcast. Like it gets you Thank just you, in the it just gets you in the mood.
3: Okay, I got a question. Especially for you guys. the
0: early episodes. When no, it's just Travis.
3: No, no. <laughs> they, if anyone is curious, go back and listen to the first several and the ones that I solo cast. They are different, and that was the original intention. But like everything, it evolves. And I love what the show has become. It's a mixture of that serious tone with us being so silly that <laughs> I w- I wouldn't trade those moments for the world. Uh, I I love I love I love the podcast. I love doing it.
1: Okay, I got a question for you guys. I know, like. The paranormal and conspiracies and high strangers, it's not your primary bed, bread and butter, but you did express some interest in it. What got you interested in that sort of thing?
3: Uh, coast to coast AM Hell yeah. Be the origin of that. Uh, g- going back to talking about New York City, uh, um, slightly before moving to New Jersey, in which I worked overnight doing pest control at night in creepy ancient buildings in the basements in the dark, just by myself. Uh, I had discovered Coast to Coast AM. And when I went to New York, I brought it with me because it's worldwide. Oh, wait, it's quick question biggest. real quick.
1: Quick question. So you're walking around by yourself in, like, the basement of New York build- buildings, I'm assuming with the lights kind of slightly flashing on and off, and you decide <laughs> you want to listen to Coast to Coast.
3: That's right. Baller, yes. please continue. <laughs> That's awesome. It's, uh, George Nori and um, – uh oh man his name's gonna not not george knapp uh the original art, art bell art bell oh yeah. i love art, yeah, bell. art bell the, art bell. the, Rest the in peace, original man. host oh yeah r.i.p art bell and the day george nori passes will be a sad day as yeah. well um but they they got me into this whole other i don't want to get too because this I, I i tend to tangent and i don't want to go deep in the weeds on this but Again, at that point in my life, I was I was exploring a lot of different stuff and ideas like ancient aliens. Like I heard I heard Giorgio Tsoukalos on Coast to Coast before Ancient Aliens was a show. Mm -hmm. So I heard all that stuff and was like, this is insane. And then he got picked up by History Channel. So it was like the thing I was into was expanding even in the outside world. So it felt like a good path to go down. So I would say Coast to Coast AM was the, the 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 birth of of my interest in paranormal. Uh, Ricky, um, I don't I don't I don't know. Like as, I honestly don't know when he got it. We're into gonna the have story. to ask him one day. Let, let yeah, but not today. Yeah, um, not today though. That's silly. No, uh. <laughs> when did you get into that, man? Um.
0: So I remember seeing Stargate in theaters with my parents. Great movie. Yeah, thinking, Margie's a big fan of that. Yeah, movie. great movie. And I actually thinking, watched that
2: like a week ago, actually.
0: Really? I, I really, yeah. it's been years. I need, to, I need to pop it in. But I remember thinking, man, this is such a rad idea. Like, I wonder how they came up with this concept. And then later I found out like, oh, okay, this is something that people think about. And uh, ever since then, I've been really into the the concept of human contact, uh, human contact, listen to me, you know, alien contact starting a long time ago. But as far as how I got into, like, conspiracies and stuff, I guess it's just kind of like YouTube rabbit holes. Oh, yeah. Stuff like that.
3: Oh, yeah. Today, that's my thing, is like, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it, it's cool. Like
0: it all honestly kind of started with a weird obsession with serial killers. Yeah, you know. I, I just liked learning about them. Um You creep? Yeah, I'm just I'm just a weirdo. And whoever uh, has
3: whoever has that kind of a Well, there's the there's the right. same
2: appeal I would say with with serial killers in the macabre that there is in the paranormal. Oh, yeah, Ellie's
0: really into the whole serial yeah. killer thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just no, I'm. It all just kind of. It all just kind of. uh <laughs> Yeah, I know what you're doing over there. I see you. No, um, it all just kind of spurred from random obsessions with the macabre. That's a that's a good word to to apply to the whole thing. Uh And it started early. I just you know, absorbing whatever I can when I can.
3: Well, I want to ask because you said YouTube rabbit holes, and this is the one that i'm going down lately i've even reached out to the creator of a channel called uh, his name is john levi have you have you guys heard of the mud floats no the this is mud mud new to me what is the mud oh. float tell, tell us about Oof, these man. mud floats oh my god how much time do we have are we going to talk about a topic tonight you want to talk about mud floats? because i mm. <laughs> oh let's put a
2: paint let's put a pen in the mud floats for now. You know
3: you guys can't do this to
2: me. I'm an extremely curious person. That's fine. You but can't, you can't you can tease me like we're gonna this. We're going to put a pen in the mud Hold floats on, and then... Let me
3: just... I'll, I'll, let me give you the premise. The premise, premise of the mud there you go. Tell us the is, premise. is that there has been a recent reset of the human... of human history in the 1850s. Mm-hmm. Beginning with the World's Fairs. And what we think of as history is wrong. We've been lied to. There was an ancient worldwide civilization and there's evidence in architecture and I'll leave it there.
2: I can, I honest to God, I'm so thankful that I am not some sort of like an elementary school history, like t- teacher. Cause they'll be like, where's the, it's like, where's the cradle of civilization? The stargates gates, the mud flaps. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I just, if, I can't imagine.
3: <laughs>
2: what is for like, the
3: nightclub? If this were the nightclub, the name of the episode would be Stargates and Mudflaps, <laughs> like that. Yeah, definitely.
2: Like that, right? That, like that, right there.
1: But this isn't too far off from some of our conversations because we talk about the possibility of a precursor civilization. Oh yeah, we did often. that.
2: We we did we, like, ended up doing like that. we ended up doing that. a lot. Oh like yeah.
3: That's that's the common. That's wait, the wait, common... wait. You know what Tartaria means? Or oh. you know what that is? I don't know that term
1: offhand. Mm-hmm.
3: No. Oh, okay. I thought. Oh, I'm so sorry. I thought Marcus was saying yes, like no. he knew what it meant. Oh, oh my bad. I, I, no! No, I yeah, was that's,
2: reflective that's, listening by by just reflecting back. I mean, oh, that's awesome! Like, non- <laughs> so,
3: That That's so, that's part of the whole mud flood theory. Is is uh, an ancient empire called Tartaria? Yeah, we won't. We'll put a pin in it. We're but gonna, I, we're, I, we're, I, I. This is my new obsession. We're, I love it. We're gonna we're to come back to that. But this
2: whole this whole uh, time that we've been for this month in November, we've been talking about mm-hmm. ghost towns, haunted towns, creepy towns, all things like that. Um. If you didn't check out our last episode, we were talking about Dogtown, which is a whole section of Evansville, where we're from, where it's like a haunted, ghost, creepy part of town, literally, that people in the city don't even know about. That's the creepiest part about it, that uh, it's like a whole section that people just don't know about. And it was so much fun. And we love talking about it. There's always something really cool about these just haunted towns, ghost towns, and things like that, that just draws you... Just into the paranormal. Me and Vic were talking about this in our last episode, where we said like, it's so much so that so many of our season finales, when we did case files, almost always towns. Yeah, it was a town. It was about a town. We did Stull, Kansas. We did uh, Portlock, Alaska. Um, we've done Dogtown several times. So it was it was super
3: interesting to do. What
2: do you guys feel about it?
3: Well, when I uh, when I think of ghost towns, and and <laughs> this is again a oh, I can't tangent. Um, I, I wrote a song a long time ago I used to play music me and Ricky both have played music and been in bands and a long time ago when I was in this band I wrote a song I included the lyric about a ghost town I've always been obsessed with the idea of a place where someone was and they aren't anymore and what's the story behind that and the structures left behind uh, it, it could kind of tie into the mud floods yeah. Um, So maybe that's why mud floods on the mind, but my, my, I guess the attraction to at least the concept of a ghost town is that the bleakness of there must've been tragedy or just something horrible must've happened to suddenly people are gone. They're not there anymore, but you can see the ghost of them through the town left behind. Like it's the whole, I'm probably repeating words, but it's the whole conceptual idea of a ghost town, and then where it, my brain takes me when I think of it. I'm, I might not be articulating that correctly, but... No, we're following. Uh, we are. But I am future hop ipa in over here, so... <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah.
1: There's something oddly fascinating and slightly macabre about these superliminal spaces, where everything around you, when you're looking at it, implies a town but everything's gone and you can see how everything's kind of eroded over time. It's almost like, ai don't want to use the word spiritual, but maybe surreal when you're walking through a ghost town and you can kind of just see the passage of time occurring over this landscape and then related to what might the world that I normally exist in look like in another 20, 30, 40, 50 years.
3: Oh man, I love that you said that. Exactly, It's 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 the seeing the passage of time perhaps is is the and this is not to get macabre again but or or too dark but it's all about death right yeah Mm -hmm. anyone who's fascinated in any of this the root of it all is the fear of death or the interest in what is after whatever whatever way you want to break that down after death death is the thing and to see a ghost town is to imply death And there's
1: also this super interesting cyclical angle to it, too, because a lot of the ghost sounds like we've investigated. What was that one that we were at last time? Um, Oh, Old Leavenworth. Oh, yeah, yeah, that
2: part of Crawford County, yeah. Where
1: there is all these signs of death, decay, uh, and just entropy around you, but there's also all these signs of renewal as the woods are reclaiming the landscape. There's vines growing on everything. It's this interesting juxtaposition of life and
2: death right next to each other. Well, it it reminds me, when you... When with how we're super into that sort of macabre thing, when you watch that, like if you ever like, I don't know, watch some of those like super rapid decomposing, yeah, videos. It's like when you see a ghost town, that's what you're. And now see- we all know
1: what Marcus is looking up on yes. YouTube, <laughs> you know, with or,
2: or those weird TikToks of it. And then you you when, you when you see a ghost town, that's what you're seeing. You're seeing that playing out over like over a town that that crumbling us. And then the part afterwards, where Vic was talking about where it keeps going, where it's the the woods start reclaiming it.
3: Anytime you a tic-tac? Any... I think he's <laughs> in a TikTok, but he'll call them tic tac sometimes because he's old. <laughs> if, if you've ever seen, like Marcus obviously has, a video of an animal decaying like that in it's rapid weird, motion
2: it's weirdly hypnotic it's weird you if you've
3: ever
0: made them yourself i have not made one myself <laughs> i can i can say that i i can't watch
1: them because there's always that maggot explosion moment and maggots really freak me out like i can't look at them
0: like i don't the, know why like the
2: world's scariest oh. pinata guys
3: <laughs> one, one time Rose pinata, bro a maggot pinata one time I went outside and my garbage can was a magnet. Nope nope nope, because... nope. 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 On. Nope.
2: Hard, hard <laughs> tangent. What is your guys's favorite haunted ghost story from a town or what, what would you say is your guys's favorite one that we, you know of? We
3: have, we have a local one from Mamou, Louisiana, where we're from. Ah, oh, Cajun. From yes. America. I was hoping we were going to get a
2: Louisiana ghost story. Please. Yeah, both, please, please. Both
3: ri- <laughs> Both Ricky and I are from a, a very small town uh, called Mamu Louisiana because the that's baby cow says, haunted. <laughs> the, the baby cow says ma and the mama cow says moo mamu yeah so there you go no that's not that's not true it was it was uh, based on a um, Native American chief named Chief Mamu so pretty pretty cool. I've actually heard um, of this ghost town before I, I was surprised of course you have. No, listen. Mamou is basically a ghost town. You want to talk about walking through streets of, of eroding decay and, and, and also <laughs> and also renewal? Uh, yeah, it's 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 fading in and and also going up at the same time, or fading out and going up at the same time. It's weird. Tell us but, that more. I want to see this,
2: I want to hear more. Tell 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 me more about Mamou, Louisiana, and the haunted part parts of it.
3: So, Mamou, Louisiana has the legend of the Zha, Zha Boo. The Zha, Zha Boo is a womanly ghost that lives in the old water tower that's that doesn't work anymore mamu has two water towers in it um one right when you're driving up uh north on highway 13 you'll see it right off to your right uh before you enter the town the old water tower is in the center of town uh there's a large pecan tree field there mm-hmm. and this old rusted water tower holds the ghost of the jaja and when kids particular, see it, again you're you're going to you're gonna see, cy- like you were saying, cyclical earlier. You're gonna see cycles in folklore here because it's when right. the kids are bad, they're not listening. They're they're they they go lavé. They go sleep over at someone else's house, and the kids are being rambunctious and they're not wanting to go to bed. Then they the think characters they can I? Yeah, they, they they think they're so clever. Them they still can I? They can I? Uh, yeah, um, This
2: is like the most <laughs> Cajun way to say "f those kids"
3: <laughs> that I've ever heard. That's yeah, like well, the nicest slight I have fiancs. ever heard. They some couillon fionks ball. Um. I'm, I'm not going to
1: lie. I'm only understanding half of what you're
0: saying, but I'm loving hearing it. <laughs> but I'm so
3: enthralled. I would <laughs> yeah, totally I know, get bro. into this haunted car, the
0: seating <laughs> car
1: when it's, you talk it's weird like that. How
0: many, it's weird how many words we have in the language for the same thing. Because like a couillon and a fion, it's like so, the same thing. So there's this... Anyway.
2: Gr- so there's this... So there's this broke down water tower in the middle of the town with a weird ghost lady who lives inside it.
3: She lives inside of it. And when the kids are bad, they're not listening. The, the caretaker usually, whether the parents are, again, this was, this was common more so when we had sleepovers, Th- this story, this of the Zha boo still existed up until when I was a kid, we got told this by my friend, Ricky will know his name. Shout out to Hunter Palmier. <laughs> um, his grandma would tell us this if we were being, you know, we were up late playing like Majora's Mask or or uh, WCW, NWO, Revenge, whatever, on the 64, and we weren't ready. We were, we had chocolate milk. We wow. weren't ready for bed. Yeah, whatever. All hopped so, up on Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> hopped
2: up on Mountain Dew trying to dodge the Jajavu.
0: oh yeah i'm dude i'm
2: so digging this right now it's like a twisted dr seuss tale
3: (laughs) (laughs) she would tell us if we didn't go to bed that josh abu was gonna come and scratch the ceiling so and, and and that and that's what would happen i swear though and this is real this is real i'm not making this up I'm a spectacle, uh, spectacle. <laughs> Yes you I'm a, are a spectacle I'm a, sir. I'm a skeptical person um, So I don't I don't just full-fledged believe, I'll be fascinated by something all day Doesn't mean I believe It's true mud floats <clears throat> But <laughs> Love it Anyway we'll get to that later So
2: what does the Jean Jean Bou look like
3: That's never been That's That's the best part it's left up to your imagination.
2: Oh, man.
3: They, 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 it's not described what she looks like. But when, whenever I woke up one morning and looked there, okay, there was a mirror on the, on the wall right mounted right above the bed where I was sleeping at my friend's house. And I look up through the mirror, and on the ceiling, I can see what I interpret to be scratch marks going across the ceiling. When I look at it with my naked eye directly, I don't see them. Look up through the mirror. There's obviously something going on with light there, where I'm seeing trails. Like this is going on in like-
2: real time. Like it's just scratching. Like you're seeing the no, claws no, forming. No,
3: no, no. I'm seeing again like a ghost town. The oh. remains. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's just. It's like something was there and had scratched it the night before. Mm. So, look. The validity of the jajabu. No. But it was really creepy that I was told she would scratch the ceilings. There, there's other weird things that the the zha Boo might do. Uh, you might get kidnapped. And again, this is primarily told to children. So they get freaked out when they're told they're going to be brought to this old, rusty water tower. And she drowns where... you. <laughs> I, I didn't hear that part. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah, I heard she drowns you.
2: So yeah. I want to make sure you're this straight. So in... In, in, in Mama Louisiana, parents <laughs> parents tell their kids if they don't behave and go to bed and do what they say, Jeanja Boo is gonna scratch up the ceiling or drag you <laughs> to the abandoned water tower and drown you. Yeah.
0: yeah. See, especially who's your uh, who's your parents who are just
2: old fashioned and just say if you don't do what I say, we're gonna beat your ass. <laughs>
0: no, my dad would always well, tell me did that when Jean Boo brought you back. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh no, you you bothered that nice lady. That's I was going to
3: say, that if your neighbor brought you back and they had a problem with you, oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, Look, my, my dad would always tell me
1: if I'm not good, the wampus cat would come and get me.
3: Oh, have you guys I ever heard, that heard of that term,
1: wampus cat?
3: No. I, okay. I, I have. Yeah, that's a folklore creature right there.
1: Yeah, back where I grew up, like, farmers would periodically just see, like, large black cats <laughs> just kind of skulking around the fields and stuff. And people would just call it the Wampus Cat, <laughs> and my dad would tell me if I don't go to bed on time, the Wampus Cat was going to come get me.
3: <laughs> the Wamp and a name like Wampus Cat, Jajaboo, isn't? Aren't these weird like names for? I don't know, uh, uh, specters that are supposed to make you behave yourself. It, it, it's it's interesting what we come up with just to get our kids to listen to us. Man, I mean, oh man. I, I don't I also... know
1: why a cat might come get me if I stay up too late, but it was enough to scare me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why this cat cares if I'm up late at night. Right,
3: right. there's ja- I picture Zha Boo and her wampus cat sitting on top of the old rusty water tower, and they're like, those kids better go to bed soon, or else. Hey, <laughs> what, what
0: happens is sometimes she don't feel like getting out of bed, so she opens up her rice cooker. And that's where the wampus cat lives. And the wampus cat goes and gets you. And then comes I, back in. And I, I think that
2: they tell us. In the right of- I, I think that they tell us. The reason why our parents tell us these tales is that way in case, like, if CPS ever, like, uh, talks to us as kids. Well, why are you doing all this stuff? Like, oh, Because the wampus cat of the Jaja Boo is going to get me. They're like, no, nah, we don't need to take them away. This kid needs therapy. Never mind. <laughs> okay. Just, like, oh, nope.
1: Have you guys yeah. ever noticed there's this odd connection between like female ghosts, particularly like ones with a bit of a boogeyman angle to them, and areas of water? Yeah, yeah. They're, like, water. what's the? There's that an, one that you you did yeah, a video so, on a while back. Yeah,
2: me and a me and a, a friend out. Shout out to Slough, or Murphy Haslow or whatever uh, alias he was. Yeah, he was Murphy Haslow. I think when he came on the show, uh, we did a we did something on uh, La Llorona. Uh, which, yeah. is like a, which is like uh which is a a spanish one and uh, it's essentially like a lady in white that literally if she catches kids outside like after nine falls she'll like take them back to the river like drown them or abduct them or steal them away
1: and the archetype yeah. of like the bridge the female bridge phantom like occurs cross culture like if you look around enough You'll find stories of just female ghosts on bridges, but no one really knows exactly what the connection is folklorically.
2: And I think that if this were, that if these were actually all true, and uh, there was real life Ghostbusters, what would happen if they got taken away? There'd just be naughty kids everywhere. There's like nothing stopping (laughs) kids from running rampant.
3: That's that's (laughs) wild. That's wild that you said that, Vic. Because child population control. Yes. (laughs) It's, It's it's natural, bro. We can't. We can't go back to the killer clown phenomenon. Um, <laughs> get you. Uh, get really? you. It, it's faci- uh, I'm say fascinating over and over again. It's interesting, Vic, that you brought that up. That that you spark you. I am. <laughs> that the that the um the headless woman, or at least you mentioned uh, something like that, or it has yeah. something to do with a bridge or whatever. Well, in Eunice, Louisiana, the town right over from Mamou, oh, there's fifteen urban- minutes away. Yeah, it's like fifteen, twelve, right from the highway. There's a legend of a woman who was killed on the railroad tracks there that is walking around at night. She usually has a lantern. How she has a lantern, I don't know, but that's part of the story. And she's always looking for her head. There's people that have seen the ghost or whatever. I had the story kind of vaguely told to me. when oh, Our area, and this is a topic I've wanted to cover um, on our own show for a long time, or. Some of the urban legends we grew up with, like three bridges, Ricky, you remember yeah. that? Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I, I I I guess I don't know what the correlation would be though. Like why always, do you think-
0: I'm sorry. I just always wondered how people know she's looking for her head. If she's, <laughs> she's got no words. head, yeah. if she's <laughs> got no voice, and you don't see what like all you see is her I hole in the lantern, right? I have how no clue, do you but- know. Maybe she doesn't want her head. Maybe she never cared about it. <laughs> she might be looking for her cell phone. That's why she's got a, a lantern out instead of using the flashlight app on her phone. But, like, anyway, hours, I'm sorry. Continue.
1: About three hours north of us, we have about the same story in Brazil, Indiana. But, like, extremely similar headless lantern out looking for it. It's interesting how these same motifs just kind of repeat over time
3: what is the correlation like why do you think it's and it's bad over parenting time and- <laughs> <laughs> that's that's Dude, something they, they, that
2: just transcends cultures right there just bad parenting just trans it's, it's something every culture uh,
3: has they didn't break they didn't break out the belt enough that's true you know <laughs> well i think uh, it
0: probably started when when they we stopped putting them in the coal mines you know <laughs> the kids started acting up more because they had less character you know <laughs>
3: And if it was all kids in the in the in the coal mine, then there would definitely be a ghost town because all those kids would tragically perish. Less yeah. character, <laughs> but also less black lung. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, you were saying about the three bridges, though. That's that's a neat one, Trav. You should talk about that because I don't feel uh, oh, like well, I remember enough about it.
3: No, it, it's this is like a common. I'm sure many towns or or people have this sort of creepy thing to do with your friends you go out into okay I'll say it outside of Louisiana outside of Eunice Louisiana in, in an area of the countryside called Patassa <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm gonna have to get some
2: spark notes on how to spell <laughs> some of these for our description for this episode just so y'all know you're gonna,
3: you're gonna get mad um there's a lot of umlauts or whatever those symbols are called but um, outside of Eunice, Louisiana, there's an there's a area called Patassa where if you're driving down this one road in that area, you come across three bridges, literally three bridges in a row. And these aren't grand bridges, by the way. These are literally uh, a, a, the same road you're driving on, going straight, crossing a very small creek or stream or what have you with guardrails on either side. That's it they're self-supported I, I, you know if if that's the right term um, you're supposed to pull up it's to the first like one it's
0: almost like three ditches
3: yeah okay. <laughs> pretty much it's like three <laughs> ditches really with, with the road over it but you pull up to the first one you kill in some stories you kill the car and some you just turn off your headlights and honk the horn but it, again people tell it different right you dr- you drive to the second one kill the car turn off the headlights honk the horn drive to the third one Kill the headlights, honk the horn, you know. Then you turn around, and you cross all three back. And what you're supposed to see at the end, and Vic's gonna get all excited now because I'm you, ready to be excited. It. It, no, and it's just it's another woman. It's another womanly ghost for some reason on three bridges. That or was it was it Victor Marcus that was talking about the? Yeah, oh, it is, it's, it's probably up. me. But no, that's that's pretty cool. That's awesome. And and so that's the we and we we did this to anyone who didn't know the story. You that's what you do. You bring your friends to do the spooky thing, right? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, that's definitely out of a them. thing. Absolutely. Right. And and when you go when you get to the third bridge, and you 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 finally have to kill your headlights again, you turn them back on. Everyone who's privy to the story screams at the top of their lungs, <laughs> and the new person. Freaks out, you know. That's that's the kind of thing it was. So, right. that's three that's three bridges. Actually, um, we're talking about urban legends from Louisiana. I don't <laughs> think I don't think right. we have a parody for
1: that one here in Indiana. We we have a one called Bridge Over Land and Water, and it involves a ritual, kind of something like that. But I don't remember it very well. But it doesn't end like that. It's but I th- I don't think we have a parody for that specific no, one. No, we
2: we have a we have a lot of the the general ones where. You're supposed to to park your car like in neutral or something, and you can feel it pushing your car
3: or yeah. something.
1: And a lot of river ghosts. We have a lot of river ghosts here in Indiana because there's a lot of
2: rivers here in Indiana.
3: So a lot of people have drowned in Indiana is what you're saying.
2: Uh, Well, yeah, because they didn't have flood walls. Definitely, so it at do.
1: least in Jennings County. Back when I was growing up, there used to be a saying, if you're going to kill someone, do it in Jennings County because the police won't even investigate it. Wow, uh,
2: It doesn't yeah. have anything to do with rivers, man. That just, that just means it well, was just rough. We also
1: had several rivers going through, so easy disposable or easy disposal of the body. And we have the largest wetlands in the northern part of the United States there.
2: Well, no, the reason why you do it is because there's apparently, like, no ghosts to drown the naughty people. They just, <laughs> they stopped. They tried real discipline it just didn't work. Just all chaos <laughs> broke out. I, w- I would love to get your guys' final thoughts on what do you guys like about Louisiana folklore, like what's something special, or like which which what, what do you guys like about that so much?
3: Well, I discovered you guys researching Louisiana folklore. Aww. So yeah um, i i f- I found you on YouTube trying to learn about more or learn more about the rougarou, which is yeah. Louisiana's very own werewolf, mm-hmm. which is me and Ricky's favorite cryptid. I think. Well, I, well I'm pretty know.
0: sure. I kind of love sewer Sasquatches, but
3: yeah. yeah. Sewer <laughs> Sasquatch. Too. Yeah. Um, so I, th- that's how I found out about Talking with Shadows and the One Candle Society. And I I don't know. Louisiana is a mixture of, oh, you have hauntings. You have ghosts. Um, the, the slave plantations lead a lot to stories that involve ghosts from those tragic horrible situations where it's like the grudge where if a ghost was angry or experienced pain before they died they're more likely to leave a mark and and in you know in the grudge's case come back and try to kill you so it's stories like about about the uh, it's it's dire or uh, demure but the slave plantation ghost stories haunted plantations there are books and books about this stuff um also we have voodoo we have it's true
0: i was gonna uh, say a lot of it is the mixture of culture as well so you have the voodoo you have the and i, I don't mean to cut you off but um no go ahead the, the voodoo the the mixture of other african uh traditions and uh spanish traditions and french tradition and you know all this other stuff from our area it, it just makes it it Lends to an interesting grouping of folklore.
3: It's a unique blend in Louisiana. Yeah. A little and melting this, pot, yeah. may yeah. Despite the humidity and the mosquitoes, uh, we have Ooh. I think some of the best ghost stories. I think we have some of the creepiest places if you get to visit them. Um, uh, St. Francisville, we've not. I was been about yet. to
0: ask if you if you guys have been. I have.
2: I have yeah. not. I've actually never been to Louisiana, so but that is on one of my top places to actually visit.
1: Let me throw out some of the Louisiana folklore that, like, I thought was really neat.
3: The, the wisp of the willows. Oh,
1: well, of yeah. course. Uh, but yeah, but I, I'm familiar with that from like other traditions. One thing I found there that was solely kind of unique was uh, when I was in Louisiana, or I was in New Orleans. And I had heard about this legend of... It was kind of a mix between a cryptid and a boogeyman. It's kind of this alligator-headed person. I can't remember what it's called right now. <laughs> but, like, you leave out this offering on a particular, like, saint's feast. And it's supposed to, like, come up from the river and, like, gather it. And some people told me that, like, it would steal children and stuff. it, But it's kind of like this mix between, like, a voodoo loa and an alligator. <laughs> and I thought that was, like, yeah. super neat. Mm-hmm. The other thing I, that uh, me and Ellie talk a lot about is... Um, Madame LaLaurie, in a lot of her tortures, there are a lot of classical, um, like, European-French-occultic elements in there. Yeah. And we like to talk about grimoires from time to time. And we had speculated that, based on her methodology, likely she kept a journal of what she was doing. And we always speculate, is that the great American grimoire? But we just have never found it.
2: <laughs> wow. Like, like for well, me, Madame- like, it's it's that. Like, it's that... It's that magical element that's always seems to, that's just woven into Louisiana folklore that I just super, just super absolutely have a fondness, and it just draws you in, and it mixes that in with the macabre. It just you just can't, you just can't, you just, can't you just can't not see that stuff.
0: Oh yeah, and I grew, even, up, I grew even up in a, the tail. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry, I don't mean to oh, I just go say this. I
1: grew up in a swamp, so I have a really soft spot for swampy folklore. <laughs> it's got yeah, its yeah, own little it.
2: breed. So right. I want to make sure that everybody knows where, where can people find the nightclub podcast? Where can people find your guys' content?
3: Um, The nightclub podcast is on Stitcher, Apple, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you can, you can find your podcasts. And if you can't email me at the nightclub podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at the nightclub podcast. Um, You can find us on Facebook and on the slasher app, for any horror fans out there mm-hmm. there is an app nice. it's it's just like Facebook but it's horror all, all the time all for horror
0: nerds all the time yep.
3: awesome. so we're we're on all those platforms um I started a TikTok but let me not rant about TikTok I <laughs> uh, I I'd say find us there but probably not TikToks <laughs> That's awesome So, uh, Travis and
2: Ricky, I want to thank you guys so much for coming on to the podcast. If you guys are patrons, don't forget to stick around for the pillow Talk segment. We're going to keep some of the conversations going. This has been a blast, guys. Really, everybody go check out their stuff. Super, so much, man. We guys, thank you guys so much for coming on.
3: Thank you very much. Thanks for having us. We love you. Absolutely. Uh,
1: (laughs) uh, Big big
2: hearts right back to you, too. Big hearts. But until next time, guys, keep believing.
1: Because we'll keep listening.
2: All right, guys, we're going to slide into the Pillow Talk section of this podcast. And trust me, guys, you're going to want to follow us for this one because we're
1: going to find out what the hell mud floods are.
2: (laughs) Yes. So if you want to check out the rest of this awesome podcast, all you have to do is go over to our Patreon and sign up. For as little as a dollar a month, you get the rest of this awesome podcast as well as bonus episodes that we put up. If you uh, sign up for $2 more a month, you actually get to vote on the poll for our theme for next month. And our poll is up, but I'm not giving it the time of to talk about it right now because all of our patrons are voting for the one thing <laughs> that I don't want
1: them to put on there. Oh, is it going to be like big, big flying monsters flying, and flying giant birds, birds and stuff?
2: Good. Good. I'm taking a vacation in I'm taking a vacation in December. That's what's gonna happen. Um, but we're gonna keep going. And one thing, final thoughts on this Stella Artois, is uh it smells weird. There's oh, been okay. this weird funk, I swear, the entire episode. And I'm like, I have the, to tell the audience the,
1: something. It's the beer. Like half this episode, I've noticed him just sniffing the beer and just be like, <laughs> What what's going on? What what's happening? And he'll sniff it again and be like, What what was, was, he looks like someone who's very confused while he smells it. Well, because there was just it's this. It's like str- how you
0: test wine. It it is a, the, well, there, I'm sore. well, there was this strange <laughs>
2: smell. And I'm just like, did Vic's cat crap in here? Did he rip one? I know it's drinking? not me. And I'm Are like, Are you drinking
3: Vic's cat's piss? That's what I thought. Stay and, away from my and cat. And it's
2: this beer. It's just got a weird <laughs> smell to it. I didn't know. I'm not. It tastes okay.
1: The Scorpio Pino was awesome. Try it if you like sour stuff. I'm, I'm not saying Stella Artois. is. Oh, you should is, try it. Is, yeah, it tastes yeah. good. Yeah, right.
0: I feel like I need to try that.
1: So okay, Scorpio,
0: Scorpio what again?
1: Scorpio Pina is the pineapple one. Pina. Um, the same guys bring, brought over other types to me, and they've all been good. It tastes like Marcus, shotgunning just Marcus straight pineapple like it juice. At all. No, he hates it. He hates anything sour.
2: It is disgusting. I it
3: love is. sour Skittles. I love sour. Oh yeah, try sour beer. You'll probably like it. Eggs, oh my god, it is Ooh, disgusting. Italy. It is like a pineapple
2: pissing in your mouth. It is just It, bad. Is, <laughs> bad. it is
3: disgusting.
1: It
2: is not like that. Yes, Give it, it a try. Is.
1: He is just a hater. Oh my god. Who
3: lives in a arising. pineapple under the uh, pea?
1: Well, no. Well, <laughs> Marcus, I had to pause. For, Marcus
2: lives there. No, I had to. I had to. I had to pause for a moment pen. to turn that down toward the actual first thought that i said and if you think about it you probably know what i actually wanted to say but i'm just not going to say it but anyway Mm -hmm. moving on
0: (laughs) i'm
2: I'm not dirty. y'all went there wasn't me y'all's mind went there anyway so we're talking we so during the break we decided and we were going to talk about these mud floods because vic's curiosity just seems to have gotten the better of it i
1: do have an uncontrollable level of curiosity and i have to know it is
2: Travis, what are mud floods? <laughs> so, it is not often that we are stumped. So, at least on a general topic altogether. So, please tell us about these mud floods.
3: Okay. So, <laughs> the mud flood theory, uh, this is such a new term in the conspiracy realm that I love it. But even the terms for what things are in the community that follows this sort of research or, or uh, topic, they, they're new, they're, they're random, whatever. So the theory is the mud flood theory. I first heard about this while listening to Sam Tripoli's podcast, Tinfoil Hat, and they had a guest on. how I don't know.